have built garbagudi from scratch to a company of valuation around 100 crore still so i am an example for all of them that i was average in academics not that good in even in terms of anything what you uh, know you people think has leadership skill Uh, so I, I I used to always think what else I can do, what is my passion, and how can I build something on my own strength. So that is, it was a constant lingering in me. This is episode three of Dream Hundred Show with Mrs. Pushpalata MS. Welcome to the Dream Hundred Show, listeners. I am your host Savita Hosamani, and I am your co-host Gunjan. Each week we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all the challenges. Join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions. In today's episode we talked to Mrs Pushpalata a passionate entrepreneur who co-founded Garbagudi group of companies and scaled the business from scratch to a valuation of 100 crores not an ordinary fee she started her journey as a lecturer and then moved on to co-found her first successful venture in this technologies Her next venture, Garbagudi IVF, is a chain of fertility treatment centers. She shifted her industry from technologies to healthcare, which was a total change altogether. She feels that the challenges and the testing situations at Garbagudi gave her the means to reach greater heights. She strongly believes that values and culture. play a huge role when it comes to taking smarter business decisions and scaling the business her fulfillment comes from passing her experiences to aspiring entrepreneurs and guiding them to live their dreams she is truly an inspirer achiever and a mentor in this episode we dive deep to unearth insights of challenging situations defining and lighter moments of her journey of scaling the business with winning teams so let's get started welcome to the dream 100 show mrs pushpa it's truly an honor and pleasure to have you here thank you so much let's get started when you were a student uh, from a very young age did you impart these leadership skills or um, how is it when you were young Okay, my childhood is a very long story to share. I had a couple of you know emotional challenges as a child, and I was not that good in academics as a child. Okay, so I gained my confidence and then started performing. I think uh, when I started with my engineering, so that is when I was little confident and started speaking and all. But uh, never my challenge was not with the challenge of not coming on stage or either the fear of you no know, public speaking. There was nothing like that. But had huge emotional you know challenges which I went through because of certain situations at my personal level, child. But as a as a student, right, I was always uh, taking up new challenges and then 
I was very good in dancing. I was very good in drama and uh, stage, uh, public speaking. So I was, you uh, know, I had these skills as inherent in my nature. But because of the challenges, what I had, I was not like exploring myself more on that. Since you're interacting with a lot of entrepreneurs now, so what do you think are the top three skills which a leader or a business owner should have? One thing what I've learned after interacting with many in the industry is, Savita, that these leadership skills, there are some myths around these you know, leadership skills and entrepreneurs things, right? So it is not that, uh, it, it, it is a, definitely it's a myth that it's a rare skill. Okay, I've seen many people develop this as a myth at early a early in their life that uh, if you are an extrovert, right, or if you are uh, really uh, courageous, and then always you very good in uh, academic are the only ways to showcase our leadership skills. So I'm an example for all of them that I was average in academics, not that good in even in terms of anything what you uh, know you people think has leadership skill. at an early age so there was no no such indications in my life except uh, my inherent strength of me speaking not you know letting go of uh, any situations or things and definitely top three things which we need to if as a for children right if we can inculcate these habits at early in their life like not to stop themselves irrespective of whatever the surrounding situation or the environment will definitely uh, build a lot of confidence for children at an age and just to like see whether you know english or whether you have a good communication skill or not in whatever if you can speak fluently in mother tongue that is how i was i was very good in speaking in kannada so that is how i used to participate in all the local language you know public speaking and the debate competitions and i had won one or two awards also because uh, on uh, some of the which i took part so definitely that gives lot of confidence that even i can do it in life mm-hmm. right so from an early age if you can teach children that do not stop yourself no matter what happens is a biggest leadership skill what we can give them <laughs> awesome so when was the first idea of this uh, entrepreneurship uh, see sown in your mind yeah it was in 2010 when i quit my job i was a lecturer in an engineering college women institute of technology and i quit my job because my husband was uh, you know uh, deputed to switzerland on a project and then i was supposed to quit my job and then go there be with him then i thought okay for ladies any you know, this family commitment comes in has the first priority for all of us so then i thought okay why not this is a right time why not i think on doing something on my own and even like when i was working as a lecturer uh, so I, i i used to always think what else i can do what is my passion and how can i build something on my own strength so that is it was a constant lingering in me in 2010 you know everything plays and then we invested in uh, two companies one is garbagudi has you know so garbagudi ivf center and the second is indus technologies with my brother so 2011 both started and started doing fantastic and out of all since garbagudi because of healthcare it started expanding too fast from indus technologies i moved to garbagudi for a full time position mm-hmm. i have one question for you here 
you were working so you had an employee mindset at that particular point of time and then you shifted to being an entrepreneur so that shifting of mindset from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset what was that shift how do you think uh, people who want to change their jobs how will they start definitely one biggest thing what we need to keep in mind when we are switching over uh, from being an employee to an uh, running my own business is that the time comes and willingness to take up any challenge that comes on the way and stand by the decisions what you make and take support of people around right because as an employee you may not have exposure Uh, especially if you are from a uh, first generation entrepreneur right you do not have that kind of a background in the family neither your inner circle or any uh, people around you do not have that kind of an expertise and you are trying something on own so definitely we can take up and i i took up uh, courses like isb right 10k women entrepreneur goldman sachs supported program so that gave me a different perspective on entrepreneurship and then i started speaking to few of my mentors whom i knew they were doing good in business and in the industry i started learning so learning keeping that learning curve open and then ready to take up the challenge and then deal with it not letting your emotions come in into the business is the big thing is the mind shift needed okay could you tell us a bit about your business the gadbagari ivf center so garbagudi ivf centers are a chain of fertility hospitals known for its extraordinary success rates ethical values and holistic approach towards the fertility treatment and the co-founder and uh, director garbagudi we have built garbagudi from scratch to a company of valuation around 100 crore now within a short span of 10 years and i am an operation specialist in healthcare with holistic and uh, human approach and i am also the president of iron lady community uh, gunjan so wherein i support entrepreneurs and the working professionals on their leadership journey support them through uh, encouraging them to take up challenges and then establish a road map for themselves and i am also a guinness record holder for conducting the largest health awareness campaign for women and senior citizens so garbagudi is uh, very uh, it comes as a passion for me because from the child right as a child i was always dreaming of becoming a doctor which didn't happen but got an opportunity <laughs> to own a hospital and work with doctors and learn from that industry experts so that made a you know that is so definitely it comes as a passion for me from within and garbagudi um, has is growing has five centers now and um, we have 7500 happy couple at garbagudi Awesome. So you said you started Garbagudi from the scratch. In that uh, process, how did you start uh, building the team? Uh, what were the challenges you faced when you started Garbagudi? Yeah, good question, Savita. So from scratch uh, means definitely it was from totally from scratch. I <laughs> mean, say from that foundation stone to uh, an organization. Yeah, the uh, team initially was not you know uh, that strong. okay so you know any startup would definitely go through this process right so establishing a team and then me learning in healthcare how do we establish a team it was a great learning experience for me as well but i had a good you know people around me who supported me in this journey and uh, doctors were really you know encouraging and then supportive enough to uh, train the team along with me so we have you know we had uh, started we started i think with the uh, seven people 
uh, initially today it's uh, together garbagudi has 200 employees so it's been a fantastic journey and we also have an academy right training uh, academy to support to train doctors on infertility fellowship we have courses running under affiliation from indian medical association and we have courses running under rajiv gandhi university of health sciences to support uh, doctors learn infertility so you mean to say the team which gets trained uh, will be given a first chance to work in the hospitals definitely yes with, with the doctors it is not mandatory that uh, they need to you know work in garbagudi later after the fellowship but definitely an opportunity is given because they learn the best practices from us so definitely uh, they are given an option to work either in our any of our centers or the one more opportunity what we give them is to collaborate with us and start their infertility practice because many of the doctors find it really difficult to initially start their infertility practice because they know if any challenges happens on while practicing infertility who will support us so they need that kind of a support in terms of operations in terms of infrastructure so that we support from garbagudi in establishing the like that we have our marathali center mm-hmm. which is on an uh, uh, extended fertility colic, uh, clinic we call it as efc so our marathali center is on that model uh, do you face the challenges of uh, attrition and internal conflicts uh, with the team and how do you guys manage it yeah definitely it, it is part and parcel of any organization Uh, the politics at office and then team management and attrition challenges is we initially when i think uh, it's been 10th year uh, journey at garbagudi now so we have completed 10 full years and 11th year of operations so the first 5 years was really challenging there was lot of attrition and also uh, we were like a- a- into the end to end operations Uh, right we were in day to day day in uh, we were there in handling the uh, operations and things so we never had time to look into what were the organization challenges what people used to you know find it as difficult right you see when you get into the system you lose the helicopter view at the top yeah so since we were into day to day operations at garbagudi and involved in each and every decision making and each and every aspect of growing the organization somewhere we felt that we were losing the helicopter view of the organization so we were so lost in systems and operations within in uh, getting into the system every day so we act uh, almost uh, like after five year i think sixth year of operations we just started restructuring the whole organization structure and uh, moved two levels higher and got team to manage the whole uh, uh, no system process and then we gave them uh, decision making capabilities we trained them on decision making capabilities and tried to build second line who are you know capable of taking decisions and then hold on to the vision and the mission of the organization and support us in growing the organization to the next level so that made a huge change so mm-hmm. that is when uh, we start we also started realizing the value of team and we also started realizing the value of second line right and we also felt that with this uh, no structure we will be able to grow organization into a much more uh, higher scale than what we were doing so that is when organization took a different leap altogether awesome so second line of leaders uh, i just want to know a bit more about that uh, so what was the journey in building second line of leaders because you don't know as an entrepreneur how much to give freedom and how much to hold back 
So always this challenge is there uh, for any entrepreneur because we feel only we can take right decisions. Especially you as a you know, founder and you are there in the functional role. This is a conflict every day what we go through, right? Whether I can tell that manager to give that kind of a discount or if I give that kind of a flexibility, will they misuse it? Many of the times the challenge is like they don't even ask. They take some financial decisions which will have an implications later, right? So then we uh, step by step. Uh, the the beauty of Garbagudi is that uh, we had you know all uh, four major functional roles experts within. Right, we four who are the founders of Karpagudi, we had our innate strengths on that. So based on our innate strength, we restructured the organization. I was very good in operations. So I started heading the operations across all centers of Karpagudi and I streamlined operations aspect of it. I built my second line and I told them that how can they take decisions? What is the framework within which they can work and which are the, which is the framework which they need to come to us and then check and then go back. So this kind of system and process was built uh, because we had that has our inherent you know, strength as the leaders and Hari who was you know very good in partnerships and strategy he took over marketing and business development so that made a huge difference to the organization and Vijay was good in finance, managing finance and things so he took over finance and then Dr. Asha was extraordinary critical practice so she took core clinical practices across all centers and then she you know got an assistant medical director for her so that she can you know build her second line and then need not be involved in day-to-day operations so that is how we evolved the organization to the next level great so um what are three qualities that a winning team should have and what are your winning team secrets you yourself and your team should have an exciting wife for every day and in the long run, okay? So uh, why I call it exciting, why I don't call it as a purpose. Actually, it is a purpose. You and yourself and your team need to have need to lead with that sense of purpose. I call it exciting. Why? Because when you call purpose, right, people always think about that long-term vision, 10 years, 15 years, and 20 years. I'm not speaking about that social revolution, what we need to bring in. Okay, so I totally agree uh, as Garbagudi's you know, vision is to build, eradicate infertility and build an infertility university as such where people can come over from all the places to get any kind of support in infertility. So that is a long-term vision, a long-term purpose and vision what we are holding on to. But this purpose, this exciting why what I'm saying is that every day, if at all you want to jump and then go to work and enjoy what you're doing, it needs an excitement. Right. So do you have and your team have that kind of an exciting why? So for us, right, for us, uh, for me and for my operations team, the exciting why is every couple who walks in will walk out with a smile. Right. So that keeps us going. So that's the winning mantra, what we have kept for ourselves. And then we keep moving. No matter what happens, everyone knows you smile and then you make others smile. So that's it. the, The end goal all about. That is the winning mantra for us. So how do you build that energy? See, as uh, the founders and uh, and the, as that uh, top management team, you will have that excitement, that energy, that passion, that drive and or that vibe. But uh, to transfer that vibe to the team is not easy. So how did you accomplish that? So the population of value systems, right, of what is that we really want organization to build as a culture and value system is what first you need to know as a leader leading the organization, 
okay so for that every organization need to identify certain value systems like a guiding star kind of a thing so they know which are the points which are not you uh, know uh, 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 compromisable ones and which, where are the things which we are ready to e- even uh, look at a discussion or then think around and come but there are some standpoints like ethical values and holistic approach and then taking care of you know service loyalty to patients and then financial loyalty to organizations so there are certain guidelines which we have set uh, that i we call it as garbagudi way okay so even including doctors who practice with us and including the team who works with us these 11 uh, guide garbagudi way is very clearly set these are the ones as an anchoring point you need to hold on to so they know what needs to be done and each of the guiding stars are also like very specifically described and we read it as a part of the culture in the organization in the igarbagudi uh, has its own innate igarbagudi uh, culture called igarbagudi way every day we practice 11 minutes of you know 2 minutes of silence and then followed by mahatriya's message and then we re- read the garbagudi way monday every monday you uh, know one of the team member reads garbagudi way which is our anchoring point and they explain one of the aspect of that garbagudi way and then uh, we uh, you know read out our affirmations the garbagudi you know vision mission everything will be uh, done together we hold opds for about 11 minutes and then we finish this and then continue with our opd so this kind of culture setting the organization helps team to understand what is the framework in which they need to work great so even uh, when a newly recruited person comes in the induction period this culture is uh, this culture imprived. is given to them mm-hmm. we, like we give the print out of the bagudi way we attach it and then we tell them you need to go through this and every monday we will you know uh, during your prayer time this will be discussed and they know it yeah in uh, even in the induction it's a part of induction protocol itself they we that we display garbagudi way and hr will take them through the garbagudi way okay and if people are not aligning to this value system how do you bring them to align uh, to your value system it is not that just because we tell everyone that they hold on to these value systems and then they say wow wow such a value system and they say lot of them really find it sometimes difficult to even connect to the infinity prayer right which we practice mahatyas infinity prayer which we practice uh, sometimes even doctors find it difficult as a culture so we do not force anyone but we tell them that this is the bagudi way so if at all you want to be within the system and then be happy with people around you for which you have come here for the for which you have taken job here and then come here to explore yourself then these are the protocols to be followed and we never force them that you got to attend prayer and all but we insist them that it's a it is not some religion which we are trying to force on you it is beyond religion so definitely it's a positive message what every day comes in in, term, in through mahatreya so just see and implement if you want to implement you implement or if you don't want to implement but do not tell others that do not follow it right you don't do it it's okay for us but let people do it sometimes even we had initially we had this resistance when we introduced it is not that it was there from the day one right because we are also growing we were also learning so we introduced this at you know somewhere around fourth or fifth year so then there was lot of resistance with some of the doctors and you know uh, middle management level initially that resistance was there but when it became when we were very clear the 11 guiding principles and no matter what happens we hold on to it be being there in the system so they know they they and they also found value with mathreya's message over a period of time that and they were seeing us 
right holding on to this value system the way we were growing for a past so they started seeing that and you know right as uh, than whatever we give them as a preach or a teaching people seeing the way we grow personally they will like start doing it so that made uh, all the difference so we holding on to principles and then we growing made made a huge shift in the other people mindset you were walking the talk and thereby it yeah. becomes easy for the team also to align Definitely. and then uh, the morale of the team pre covid period and now yeah. post covid uh, definitely the morale is not the same so now how do you pep up their energy and keep that energy going so even though we have shut opds across all the five centers we are only opening weekly once for any emergency follow ups and the prescriptions to be given we uh, all the managers and the people who report to me directly we always connect at least weekly once even today and then we just see how are they how is their family and then think so definitely connect and think is uh, i i don't know somehow since because the, there is so much of value system around what we have built right connect has never been a challenge at gatpuri so people it is more it is actually on a much uh, you know higher side here that they connect with me and dr asha and other uh, you know hari and vijay so much that we sometimes find it difficult to pass that kind of you know tough decision right so they connect with us so much so they taking that transition of no we are not giving this decision it is as a system we need to follow this it has become sometimes little difficult but motivating people and then post covid especially we have a lot of messages coming from dr asha in terms of asha kirana you know so that they can hold on to and then we also pass it on to our patients because these times it is really needed to be really positive and keep going right so that is how we have uh, and infinite prayer to whether we are there running organization not there uh, infinite prayer is a common culture so we all of us will connect at 11 11 and then do infinite prayer awesome so what was your first taste of success like first um, my personally for me first taste of success was 2013 on a single day we had four positives four pregnancy positives confirmed and then out of that two were twins okay and looking at that you know see every day one positive was a normal thing okay but in a single day four couple conceiving and then two twins in that in this stand we came to know that two are twins it was so exciting right that day tears rolled out in my eyes with gratitude for whatever i was uh, doing and contributing because that time i told you right we were in the, into the system so i was there handling you know day to day and then people used to come and meet me and then talk to me and all so there was so much of joy and gratitude for what we were bringing smiles into the fulfilling the family right so was uh, that was my so then really i felt like no matter what happens we should really make it big because we had a fantastic team we have we had a you know a right approach towards the treatment we had that ethical moral uh, standards set for ourselves in treating in protocols and also that made me that gave me a, a best moment ever yeah even today i can relate to that uh, tears mm-hmm. which i which instantaneously rolled on yeah mm-hmm. so um like what is the best advice you ever received yeah leaders manage energy not time back Mm-hmm. i was always worried on okay morning 7 o'clock 8 o'clock so i just you know because of my parenting my parents were like they're like very disciplined everything used to run as per clock it was not that it was uh, either it was right or wrong 
but for me to get occupied full day i just i if i have you no know, a list of morning or the previous night when i used to think and reflect on my next day work if i had 25 tasks then i would have say yes about good enough for me tomorrow and done you know i have a list of tasks that i can fulfill but later i realized i'm ending my life just by picking the task but these are these tasks leading me to where i want to go is it aligned with my road map right many of the times that is why i mentioned that you know after 6 years of operation at garbagudi we felt like we are into this system so much that we are losing the helicopter view so where i wanted to go my road map and organization road map was entirely different but we were handling the challenges of you know sister we were handling challenges of housekeeping rather we can delegate make a system and a process out of it and then people can follow it right so it need not be that everybody every day walks into my chamber and then keep asking me for solutions and then i sitting as a leader uh, no i pass on giving no decisions and then even though it gives initial level it gives lot of ego fulfillment but i know that was not the way <laughs> that was not the way to scale the organization so then uh, i understood that leaders as leaders we got to manage energy not just them because you keep managing the time by end of the day by 7 o'clock by the time you finished your you know center work and then you start moving to office you feel like haba done for today right you don't have anything you know other you uh, know energy you don't have that energy to look at what is that you really want to do in life you are you are lost so much into the system so then i started delegating when i came to know that this work takes my energy and time so much and i do not have energy and time for any of the other things in my life where i really want to build myself as so then i started delegating and started managing my energy not just time what was the lowest point in your journey so far if it was pushed for 7 years back i would have treated every uh, setback as a failure and i would have beaten myself so much that oh, what is this i'm doing whatever i do this what is this happening in my life and all so somehow that uh, pushpa changed and then the journey has been entirely different now so i do not even consider any you know setback as a failure i consider it as a setback but still a few moments when there when there are conflicts within the partnership when there are conflicts in decision making of the organization and when there are conflicts in what we decided and then we do not hold on to that but we move ahead with something else right so those are the moments when i feel like uh, okay what did i do mm-hmm. right i feel like little down on myself and then say that okay if if it was only this much then why did i try so hard so there are so there were certain you know board meetings where i really felt that when there were conflicts at the board level uh, when there were conflicts at the uh, top management level that this was not the way this is the way and all and then should we go for an investment or should we scale it like that so there were there, there there are moments of you know setbacks but even today i consider them as setbacks and then it is because i was uh, serious enough to look into that with that perspective we have been growing mm-hmm. otherwise if we, i we, you know it is not easy to be there in a family business right so because there will be too much strain on the relationship personal relationship so it needs a lot of maturity to handle that so how did you uh, gain that maturity who helped you in gaining that kind of maturity or what is the kind of learning that you implemented <laughs> biggest two mentors played a big role in my life one is mahatreya uh, i owe garbagudi's growth journey definitely to him uh, the maturity he has been giving 
through the spiritual retreats that hdb is what year on year we go all four of us we are connected to the same school of thought right so we go and then come back saying chalo it's okay to go through that kind of discussion it's okay to go through that kind of conflict and then again we come and then together start the journey again thinking what what is best for organization how can we move forward so the second important you know uh, mentor who supported me in this leadership journey is rajesh but iron lady which made a you know huge difference in terms of scaling the organization to the next level so the personal uh, no relationships handling relationships and then maximizing uh, the relationships came from came from mahatreya whereas you uh, know leadership journey scaling the organization building my own capability to scale the organization everything everything comes from iron lady so these two have been uh, fantastic mentors supporting me in this journey what advice would you give to anyone who wants to start something of their own or business or anything or like to the youth definitely please explore uh, whatever you want to do i don't say only entrepreneur is the way whatever you want to do either you want to become a programmer and try something or you want to become an entrepreneur try something on your own whatever your heart says please try it at an engage so that you have a lot of time and then you have that kind of an energy and things to experiment and explore especially right now like uh day before yesterday i think me myself and hari we were discussing the what was the need for all of us to come out of what the money is uh, hari at that time when we started the bubble in 2011 itself he was taking a much higher salary than what he is earning even right now as a salary right so he was taking uh, 10 years before so but what made us is us to take the decision that day to leave that kind of a job and come and explore is that the needs the ma- ma- what is that mass loss hierarchy of needs you know right so the once your needs are fulfilled of shelter food and the basic needs we think of what i can do on my own and then comes when that is full then comes this purpose and the social revolution or the legacy what we so there is a need which gets fulfilled at every stage and that is when uh, we take that kind of a decision and then move forward so my suggestion to younger generation is today's world is entirely different you have your parents who have fulfilled all your needs the basic needs they are ready to fulfill you so only option left for you to explore your potential so definitely try whatever your heart says like dance dance program program want to do something on your own try some product try it so it's okay explore yourself so what is that uh, funny incident in your life which brings a smile across your face anytime you think about it <laughs> i think uh, one of the moment uh, when in one of the you know leadership you know session that asked a question what is that you know you want to become in life so i'll tell you because of you know the mindset that what do you want to become so i i it was my always that uh, can garbagudi become you know tenkor organize it was only limited to that thought process because i for me for us uh, at that point was can we you know ensure that we clear all the loans and then can we ensure that we come out of all this debt so only the thought process is only limited to that so in such a big leadership program they had asked me and in an open conversation i told them if garbagudi can clear all the loans and then <laughs> we all take you know salaries of whatever we want uh, probably a lakh or something like that then i the, that what is why goal all about 
So I had in an open leadership program where many leaders were there. I had told that. So today, if if I think back, I feel like laughing. What was my horizon? Right? What was my <laughs> thinking all about? Yeah. So we would like to have some three rapid fire questions. Yes. So what are three qualities that you admire about yourself? Very enthusiastic about whatever I do. and they not only me everyone around me knows if pushpa takes up something that's it it's either she will conclude it no no say uh, what is the end point to that uh, you know challenge or to the problem so she will go there arrive at and then come out with some solutions or she doesn't even touch if she has taken that's it so there is one solution to whatever she takes up so that was what i you know cherish about myself i do it with lot of passion and commitment so and then my energy levels okay so i on uh, i get up early than anyone in the house and then i am there doing all my everyday disciplines to be done and things to be done morning and i'm there for the family throughout the day and then i carry my passion of you know supporting entrepreneurs and working professionals to iron lady i take session i support them i take care of their body and then i do so many things around so i love my energy i love that uh, passion with which i do awesome so on a scale of uh, 1 to 10 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest what do you think your sense of uh, humor is <laughs> very bad <laughs> so my sense of humor is not that good i'm i'm little you know always thinking on a subject and always thinking on what next and what next and things my mind runs around that uh, so on a scale of 10 uh, humor i give around you know 6 uh, or so um, now what is one sentence that you always tell yourself to get you back on track and motivate yourself one positive affirmation which i uh, tell every day as a part of the exercise i do as a ritual i do uh, i am the divine child of the universe right i'll make it really big in life awesome <laughs> that's great <laughs> with this we come to the end of our uh, questions so yeah, if you feel that we have missed out on any question which would have added value to this uh, talk of yours please feel free to uh, tell that i think you have covered everything so definitely starting from childhood the thought process to uh, what happens you know uh, as we grow in the entrepreneurial journey is the mind shift change so one or two things which you can really stress upon is that see whether you have a support family support in growing your business or whether you do not have a family support definitely today the ecosystem is such that we can go approach people and then build so do not i've seen people take it or uh, take entrepreneurship too seriously right so we do not have anyone to support i don't have my very good supportive husband i do not have supportive family my mother in law doesn't support me so my question to all entrepreneurs or anyone who is into the you know, building their capabilities and strengths right is that are you your belief or you have a belief and for any person who runs behind their emotions that i have this kind of emotional challenge and i go through this emotional challenge so i'll tell you i'm an example i've gone through a lot of emotional challenges in life so my question to all of them is are you your emotion or you have a emotion and then uh, all the people who blame on the past right that my past wasn't good my foundation is not good hence i am unable to succeed or hence i am unable to do and people cheat me 
So my question to all of them is just reflect upon: Are you your past or you have a past? Right. So in at the outset, my reflection to all in the world is: Please reflect upon and think whether uh, you are running behind your thoughts or whether you are running behind what kind of belief systems you are carrying or the myths, or are you running just you no know, to escape from reality? or are you ready to stand and face and then do what it takes to build where you want to go so that's it i think most of it is covered from your end but fantastic effort sarita i really appreciate that and thanks for the opportunity <laughs> thank you so much it was wonderful you really gave lot of insight <laughs> thank you so much yeah This is truly an amazing and a power-packed conversation with lot of takeaways and values. The top three takeaways which I would like to highlight are first and foremost, identify your value system for yourself as well as for your business, as only your value system and your culture will help you to scale your business. Secondly, emotional maturity is a deciding factor while making. tough decisions and moving on in business relationships leaders manage energy and not time i'm sure there are still valuable takeaways so i have to listen to it again to actually get the full implication of the conversation which we have just had so don't forget to share your takeaways as well Never lose out on an opportunity to learn from the life lessons of real-time business owners on Dream Hundred Show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dream Hundred Show. And now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards your dreams. We strongly believe that life is just a play. As we win some, we lose some. We miss some, and we mess with some. So enjoy your journey and play to the fullest. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dream Hundred Show and leave a review. Share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. This is Savita and Gunjan signing off. Catch you soon in our next episode. Bye.